Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. My name is Courtney. I'm here with my spouse, Royce. Together, we are an asexual married couple, and we are just so delighted to have you here with us today as we play a little game called Fog of Love. So we've played this game a couple of times, but we haven't gotten any of into any of the uh, really serious scenarios. This game is described as a romantic comedy as a board game. So we're hoping maybe we'll get into a little aloe nonsense. Maybe we'll get into some standard romance tropes that normally make us groan, except we, we are the stars of this game. <laughs> yeah, the base game comes with a handful of different scenarios in it, including a tutorial. It was actually interesting that the way that the game was packaged, everything was sorted in a very specific order, so you could take it out of the box and just flip through the deck and learn how to play the game while playing a game. Which was very helpful. <laughs> it was just four years ago. It was several years ago, so we had to refresh our memories before we sat down here today. <laughs> and I actually asked our followers over on Twitter if you would like us to just play the game and give you a discussion recap of everything, or if you wanted us to play it live on the microphone and... Most of you said you wanted to see us play in real time, so that is what we're going to attempt to do today. We'll definitely try to walk you through what we're doing as it's happening. But to sort of set the scene, we are a couple. And right off the bat, we get an occupation and a couple of personality traits. And this game tracks six different personality dimensions, they call them, and those are discipline, curiosity, extroversion, sensitivity, gentleness, and sincerity. You can either have positive or negative points in any of those. And depending on what our job is and what our base personality traits are, we're going to start with a few points, positive or negative, on some of these traits already. But then as a couple, we're going to encounter some scenarios that are just going to be drawn from the deck. And depending on how we respond to those situations, our points can start to change. The goal being that by the end of the game, each of us was able to accomplish our own personal goals for our life, but we also have a shared couple goal that we are simultaneously working toward. And if we're a successful couple, all three of those are going to work out. Potentially. Potentially. <laughs> so, so th as you mentioned, this is a more advanced scenario than the ones we've played before. And we each have individual destinies that we're trying to get to. And we have a, a, sh a small deck of these ourselves that we're going to try to be playing towards, towards our own individual happiness. And... Over the course of the game, it could be clear that our own individual happiness is achieved together or separate. So breaking up is a scenario here. It's an option, if, just like real life. If our, our personality traits don't align, because we have a few secret cards that are bits of our personality, and if we're like true to ourselves, we'll get 
positive or negative like happiness points, satisfaction points at the end of the game. And that's yes. that may determine whether or not we individually win or lose is is if we're actually achieving our personal character goals or sacrificing those trying to chase the relationship goals. Yeah, I think the moral of the story is that nobody should sacrifice who they are for the sake of a relationship because that will just lead to long-term misery. Just like real life! So, to get us started off here... Well, I'll, I'll also say this, because we have a lot of queer listeners. This is a queer podcast. The base game leans pretty heteronormative. <laughs> We've got, quite literally, pink and blue corresponding character tokens. <laughs> so that's about as binary gender as you can get. We've got a card with a a female-looking figure and a card with a male-looking figure. But the game does kind of address this in the rules very lightly. <laughs> they kind of say if there's a very hetero scenario that's not going to work for you, you can just discard it, which isn't, isn't a perfect response, but... They're also just, I don't think that there are a lot of those, or there are some that could be reworked. For example, there's another scenario that surrounds having a kid, and you could probably take the cards as they are and throw a couple of them out, potentially, or twist them into an adoption scenario, or something like that, if you wanted to. Yeah, absolutely. I love how the rules... <laughs> Uh, so precious, the rules actually said, like, two women in a relationship can still have a kid. Like, oh, you don't say. <laughs> so, yeah, so, Royce, do you want to play the man or the woman today? Well, I, I have the, the blue tokens in front of me, so. There is no agender option, and the rules don't even uh, address that. But that's fine, because we're just, we're just going to pretend to be... Cis, het, aloes today. And the way we're going to get that started is by creating our characters. And this happens in sort of three phases. We're going to split up here in a moment because the first phase is kind of secret. Secrets! We are choosing our own occupations and personal traits. One occupation, three traits from a few that were drawn at random. We'll do that alone on camera so that the other person can't know. These are the personal goals that we will sort of be, be pushing for. These are our actual individual personality traits. And then the features we'll describe afterwards. That one goes the opposite way. We're each going to draw five and then assign the features to each other. So we don't actually have control over our, say, physical appearance or mannerisms or... Yeah, style things... We'll we'll see what pops up, what options we get for those, but Royce, I'm just saying you better not do me dirty. <laughs> well, it's it's a back and forth assignment, so it could escalate. It's true. I, I have your fate in my hands as well. <laughs> okay. So wow, yeah. I think we we dive right into it, so uh get out! I have to share secrets with the microphone. Only our listeners can know. So I started by drawing three potential occupations, and all three of these occupations don't appeal to Courtney, but I gotta pick one of these. 
I'm not gonna pick banker, which I drew because I I did a little stint as a banker. I worked in a banking call center and I was the department lead of customer service. And yeah, we're not going back there. Absolutely not. I also have advertising manager, which I haven't been in any real capacity, but I am self-employed. I run my own business, and you kind of gotta be your own advertising manager. And advertising's my least favorite part of the job, so we're not doing that either. I, I will point out just because I think it's funny. Both of those occupations give you a negative point in sincerity, which could. Cause you to be more deceitful, pretentious, or self-centered. <laughs> so, sorry, bankers and advertising managers. I don't want to do that. My other tr uh, third and final occupation I drew is the one I think I'm going to go with, and that is parking attendant, which unfortunately gives me a negative point in curiosity. <laughs> so since I'm picking this, I'm just a tiny bit close-minded and conventional. Now, as for my traits, I drew five, and I'm going to keep three. <laughs> the ones I drew are flirtatious, worrywart, innocent, pretentious, and subservient. Actually, you guys, I'm going to level with you. <laughs> I might need to change my occupation before we get started, because I do not have any traits that affect curiosity at all which my parking attendant job would, so, oh, I hate to say it, I think I'm gonna be, I think I'm gonna be an advertising manager, <laughs> because I have pretentious as a character trait, and that's just strategic gameplay, because those two complement each other on the lack of sincerity side. Which means I can't pick innocent, because innocent gives you a lot of good sincerity points. Positive, so nope. So I'm pretentious. What the heck, let's go with flirtatious. <laughs> And do I want to be subservient or a worrywart? <laughs> hmm. You know, I think realistically I would be a worrywart if I were a full-time advertising manager, so we're gonna go with that. So, my final character, advertising manager who is pretentious, flirtatious, and a worrywart. I really like how they define flirtatious here because it says inclined to playfully suggest sexual attraction without serious intent. And I'm going to call my character Priscilla. So I'm gonna go get Royce back here to share their character traits and occupation with you. Alright, so I have a little bit of a mess on my hands here. The three occupation cards I drew were police officer, manager, and criminal. And I can't have this whole game going into an ACAB scenario, so police officer's out. Courtney also has manager trauma from past work-life experiences, so that's out too. So I guess today I am playing Bertrand the career criminal. Now when it comes to traits, I have to pick three of the five I have here. Task-oriented, withdrawn, cynical, jealous, and spiritual. Task-oriented and withdrawn are both extreme introverts. Actually, they're shared introverts. That means I need to pull Courtney's character away from being an extrovert as well to achieve these goals. But because they align, and I'll probably be able to play towards introversion a little bit better, we're going to go with that. The other ones, I'm, I'm concerned about being cynical or jealous on top of being introverted, because I think it's going to make 
a lot of relationship goals complicated. So I think I have to be the introverted career criminal who's currently undergoing a new spiritual awakening. Which is setting myself up for a little bit of a disadvantage right off the bat because the personality points that I start off with as a criminal actually are in the opposite direction that I need to become spiritual. So that's something I'm going to have to work towards. As we're playing through scenarios, I'm going to be gunning for the introverted and sincere options. Okay, so at this point, we reveal our occupations to each other before we'll read off the synopsis for this scenario and then choose our features. I am an advertising manager. And you are a criminal. <laughs> and those give us exactly the same personality traits. <laughs> what does that say about ad sales? I'm not saying anything. We'll let our lovely audience decide for themselves on that one. <laughs> My name is Priscilla. Priscilla, the advertising manager. And I am Bertrand, the criminal. Pleasure to meet you, Bertrand. <laughs> Shall we be lovers? We'll give it a year. So the synopsis for this scenario that we're playing is, we give it a year. That's a beautiful segue. Well done. The opening is, you meet at a dance floor... After a period of sweet romance, you decide to give this relationship one year. You won't break up before. What happens after is up to each of you. The challenge is, we give it a year as a long story with potential for dramatic reversals. You will be less sure about what your partner is up to as there is room for deceit as well as misunderstanding. Well, yeah, that's what happens when you get in a relationship with an advertising manager. I know, all the criminals out there need to be wary. <laughs> How did we meet on a dance floor? It says we met on a dance floor, but I would be willing to say that we actually met. Like, this is the story we tell anyone who talks to us, is that we met on the dance floor, but we actually met in the parking lot of a club. You were going to the club, and I was trying to put a coat hanger through a cracked window of a car in the parking lot. Ah, as you do. Yes, absolutely, that makes sense. So, you know, as as I happened upon you <laughs> during this crime attempt, when you looked directly at me in that half a second when I could tell that you didn't know if you wanted to run away or threaten me to keep me silent, the way you looked at me in that moment, I just really fell in love with your piercing eyes. That seemed to just pierce right into my soul. That's interesting, because the first thing that I noticed when you approached was this looming shadow that covered the small amount of light I was trying to work with as I was trying to get into this car. You're very, very tall. It's true, I am. You know the one thing that was more piercing than your eyes was your nose, because you have a nose piercing. That was the second thing I noticed about you. Okay, so I understand nose piercing giving creative or unconventional points, but why does tall give honest, modest, fair points? I don't know. Why does is, tall mean I'm more sincere? Is, I'm, is there a short card that means that you're more deceitful, pretentious, and self-centered? Yeah, maybe. I'm I'm so sorry to the short people out there. But yeah, I'm I'm a little mad that <laughs> you made me tall and sincere. I'm an advertising manager. I am not supposed to be sincere. I'm too tall for this job. <laughs> <laughs> very tall and very lean. 
Mm-hmm. Quite lanky, really. And you know, I wasn't gonna call the cops on you because I'm I'm not a narc. But you know, for a criminal, you you dress really, really extravagantly. Very, very impeccable taste. You're very, very well dressed. And I'm sure that's because of all of the money that you've stolen. You can afford to dress that way. But when you're actually doing a heist, maybe you want to uh, tone it down a little bit. Although I, I'm into it. I love how well-dressed you are. And I remember that little bit of commentary from that first night quite well. Not only because, well, it was the first time someone had tried to give me pointers on criminal activity. You also had the squeakiest voice I had ever heard before. Oh, okay. So I'm really tall and lean and I have a squeaky voice? Yes, that is Priscilla, the advertising manager. Excellent. Yeah, I'm not going to talk like that the whole episode because that's just going to annoy everybody. But in my mind, I feel like I have the uh, Dolores squeak from Encanto. Like maybe I talk normally, but I occasionally just go, like you really shouldn't draw so much attention to yourself when you're doing crime. (laughs) (laughs) And so our grand love story began. So, chapter one, Disco Star Under a Full Moon. Children, marriage, shared dreams, travels, romantic dinners, spooning in bed, the first kiss, the first date. It all began with a first special moment. How was yours? Both choose. A. I was dancing all night, alone, but I noticed you noticing me. In the end, I asked you to walk me home. The full moon made me a bit crazy. I still am. You were dancing all night, alone. I couldn't help but notice you. And then you asked me to walk you home. The full moon made me a bit crazy. I still am. Or C, I can't remember. I was drunk. <laughs> so this this isn't how we actually met. We've decided that this is our cover story. This is what we tell other people. Yes. So we're 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 just we're just getting our story straight. And the way that these choices work, we have tokens for A through D, A through C in this case. We both set them down, face down, and then flip them simultaneously. And the points that we get, or the um, the effect that we get from this scenario depends on our answers. Our little uh, love-ometer? Yeah, our love-ometer. Let's go with that. Satisfaction. Ah. Ah. Oh. I thought I should be dancing all night, and you thought you should be dancing all night. Hmm. No. You thought you should be dancing all night, and I thought you should be dancing all night. Oh, so we actually did that very well. Yes. We got our story straight. Perfect. We got our story straight. So that puts us both starting out at eight satisfaction. Wow. Yeah, we're on the same page already. Love that. It helps when the relationship started with a cover story. Yeah. Now we aren't just partners in love, we're partners in crime. And marketing. Same thing. So according to the rules, the first player is supposed to be the one who last blew a kiss. When was the last time you've blown a kiss, Royce? I don't do that. (laughs) So yeah, that's probably me. Right. Not that I'm the biggest kiss blower in the world. You do it fairly often, and I've noticed that my... Tolerance for forced behaviors has dropped dramatically because I feel like I used to sort of play along for a little like a little bit And now I just don't want to do anything that I didn't want to do in the first place (laughs) Yeah, so now it's like and I know this about you, too So I'm not expecting you to try to do anything cheesy like try to catch the kiss or or anything like that but 
You do stick your tongue out at me. Well, yeah, that's that's like the only reasonable acknowledgement. <laughs> like, maybe if I had something soft in my hand, I could toss it at you, but I usually don't. Yeah, but then you, you know what would happen if you threw something at me. It would, it would go you in the eye. right to the eyeball. Like, you would open your eye wider and move it directly into the path. I don't do that. I swear you aim for the eyeball. Every time anything is thrown in a room, it will end up in my eye. It's like my eye's a magnet for you have a everything. History, you have a history of eye injuries from before we met. Yeah, but those don't count. Some of those were <laughs> self-inflicted. Okay, Bertrand. Who would be your dream dinner guest? Pick one of the following and tell us about them. A movie star, an entrepreneur, a historical figure, or your lovely grandmother who passed away 12 years ago? Well... I really miss my grandmother. She had a big impact on my formative years. She was the fastest lockpicker I've ever seen. <laughs> and a wonderfully caring person. It's a shame I didn't get to spend as much time with her as I could have. Did she teach you all of the tools of the trade? She taught me a few. In particular, a few harsh lessons about how to not get caught. This is part of why I didn't have a lot of time with her as a child. She spent the last few years in prison. Ah, such a shame. I, I wish I could have met her. She sounds lovely. I'm playing. Close your eyes. Can you guess where I'm taking you? We both choose A. To a secret party with famous people in Champagne. B. To... I don't know, I lost track of where we are going. Or C. To the local square to listen to the street storyteller's sentimental love stories. And we both picked C. The sentimental love stories. How sweet. How how much satisfaction does that give us? Two. Two satisfaction? Why, now we're both at ten whole satisfaction. That may or may not be a lot, depending on what our personal goals are. We'll find out. Destinies range from needing between 15 and 60. Bertrand, I am so madly in love with you. We must now pick how we want the other to react in this situation. The reaction options are A. How much in love? B, return a huge smile, or C, cry with happiness. Oh, um, too bad. I wanted you to cry in happiness. Why aren't you crying, Bertrand? <laughs> See, this is why it's a game. Very unrealistic for us to not both be crying in happiness right now. Happy birthday. Here's something special for you. Happy birthday! What do I give you, and what gift would you prefer? A, a lazy weekend at home playing games and eating pizza. B, a blindfold, a bottle of champagne, and a surprise. Oh, no. Or C, an antique brooch with an embedded ruby. Oh, uh, what would Priscilla do? Don't be Courtney right now. Be Priscilla. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Well, gee, I hope you got me a blindfold, a bottle of champagne, and a surprise. <laughs> Well, I forgot the blindfold and the bottle of the champagne, but the surprise is this antique brooch with an embedded ruby. Courtney is happier about that than Priscilla is, but that does make sense. Where did you steal this from? It's best if you don't know. <laughs> huh, I guess the game didn't expect me to lift that because it said that the brooch was closed-minded and conventional. Hmm. And not creative and unconventional. But it's an antique. Mm -hmm. Antiques are beautiful. They don't make them like they used to. 
So you lose one satisfaction. Oh. And I have to draw a drama scene. Oh no. How could you not know what I wanted for my birthday? Was something definitely implied to be sexual. <laughs> oh, is that what was going on there? Isn't it? Probably. Maybe I made a jump there. What else would blindfold be and a non-specified surprise? Guess it could be like a surprise party. It's probably something kinky, though, because it gives you a point in... In extroversion. And so... assertive is part of extroversion. And curiosity. It well, it raises you, extroversion you, and curiosity. You just mentioned social. You just mentioned a party, and it gives you a point in the social skill. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Up for interpretation. That was definitely not what Bertrand was going to do. So, is Bertrand ace? Unspecified. <laughs> Let's get a photo of us together. Let's hire a photographer and do this right. How do you think we should pose? I don't like any of these options. I could hold you protectively from behind. You could hold me protectively from behind. We could face each other, hold hands, and smile. Or we can jump up in the air while holding hands. No option for vampire portraits. Which is, of course, the only professional photos we've ever had taken of Royce and Courtney. (laughs) Priscilla and Bertrand, though, are going to take a different path. I am apparently either not in Bertrand's head right now, or Bertrand and Priscilla are not matching on things. Given the last few questions. So let's try to course correct. B, Bertrand. (laughs) What would Bertrand do? WWBD. Let's try this. B. Yeah, I I think we should jump up in the air while holding hands. That seems like a lot. I kind of figured that this was probably your idea, idea, and you're probably taller. So Priscilla would probably be holding Bertrand from behind. Well, we're just not on the same page at all. And yet you have slightly more satisfaction in this relationship right now than I do. (laughs) Yeah, we've had a series of missteps, so let's try something here. Just a little side note, I hope the the microphone isn't picking any of this up, but if any of you hear, like, some knocking or some sawing, we definitely have a neighbor who's been doing, like, major home construction for multiple days at this point, so apologies if you're hearing any weird background sounds. I am going to play a card called Like Putty in My Hands. Whoa. Now, if I guess one of your personality traits correctly, you have to discard it and draw a new one. Wow. Okay. Do you have positive extroversion? Yes. You have to discard that and draw a new trait. (sighs) But Bertrand, don't you like how flirtatious I am? (laughs) How inclined to playfully suggest sexual attraction without serious intent that I am. This marks a negotiating point in our relationship. That wasn't really working for me. So if I can't flirt with you, let's see how I will now redirect my energies. Um, Get out so I can share the secrets with the microphone. So my flirtatious quality required a lot of positive points in extroversion. But now that that is discarded, I have no traits that require any extroversion points. It has now been replaced with nurturing. I am lovingly caring and protective of others to help them grow and develop. So now instead of extroversion points, I'm going to be trying to make decisions that will increase my gentleness score. Okay, Bertrand. Tell me, what is your most treasured memory? Oh, my most treasured memory comes from when I was a young child. 
I didn't fully understand the gravity of it all or why we were doing this, but my mom and dad would set up these scenarios in, in our home, kind of like, I guess they were training drills in a sense now that I think back on it, but we would, they would create these elaborate series of, I guess you could call them puzzles or obstacles, and the goal was to, to sneak through them with my mother while avoiding my father who was playing security guard at the time. They would make up little schematics that had to have been modeled off of bank floor plans. And So what you're saying is you come from a whole family of criminals. Yeah, but at that point in time, I thought this was what every little kid did with their parents. Wow, this is so off topic, but reminiscent of uh, Yul Kalendern from this year. <laughs> I think I've mentioned before, but I am actively learning Swedish. And one of my favorite things to do in December is to watch the Swedish Christmas calendar. There's like a short 12 or 13 minute episode of an ongoing Christmas story every day in December. And this year was about a family of criminals. <laughs> and it was very, very silly. The little girl criminal was named Criminellen. <laughs> It was quite good. So now I'm just picturing Bertrand comes from a family just like that. To round out the chapter, the last card played before we move to chapter two, I'm going to play Everything You Did, It's Over Now. I love you for who you are. What you did then is not who you are. Let's just forget about it. And I'm going to wipe those extrovert tokens off the board. <laughs> you forgive me all of my past flirtations? Yes. <laughs> We're past that now. And with that, we'll move into chapter two. This scenario is played over three chapters. The second chapter will be the longest. The third one will be the same length as the first one. But we will get into more serious cards. During this chapter, we'll be able to draw from the sweet, serious, or dramatic piles instead of just the sweet ones. Drama! So a lot of these upcoming cards will have, will probably have a higher impact. Dare I say we may be getting a bit saucy. Chapter 2. What would break your heart? You promise that you will give this relationship exactly one year before you decide what to do. What would break your heart after this year? And we both choose either A, if we break up, or B, if we don't stay true to ourselves. Mm. Okay, we both said that it would break our heart if we don't stay true to ourselves. So we both get four satisfaction for that. And in addition to starting that chapter, we've also had to discard three of our seven destinies, our win conditions, so we've had to narrow down what the end game is going to be. Let's pretend to be each other. It might be weird, but let's act on each other's behalf for a day. We are going to both secretly select a scene from our hand to give to the other. You then trade scenes simultaneously. If you trade the same type of scene, we get some more satisfaction. Those matched. So Same that's type. two. We get some more satisfaction. Well done, love. Now the problem is, I don't know exactly how to be you because you have been growing as a person lately. I don't know where you stand right now. Well, I am no longer flirtatious. So instead of role-playing a scene pretending to be you, Bertrand is going to get distracted by a triple rainbow in the sky. Triple rainbow? What does it mean? <laughs> We both select a scene and trade it. Again. Again? And the next scene played has double satisfaction points. Wow. Alrighty then. 
So Bertrand, honey, darling, oh love of mine, my boss just called, and I'm sorry, but I, I just can't go out tonight. Something just came up at work, you know, at the advertising firm. It's okay. I understand. These things happen. Oh, it's double. I just lost double points. That stung. It must have been a special night. It must have been a special night. It wasn't our anniversary because it hasn't been a year yet. We were talking about weird, arbitrary anniversaries in a recent episode. Ah, uh, is this our three-month anniversary? Like two and a half. Two and a half. <laughs> two and a, our two and a half month anniversary. It was our seventy-fourth day anniversary. <laughs> Burned by that triple rainbow. Priscilla, what's the stupidest thing you've ever done in front of a crowd? I have never done anything stupid. Never. Not once. Never once in my life. Not even not in front of a crowd. Just period. Never done anything stupid in my life. You should know this about me by now. So Bertrand, as you know, we have a couple of friends who are getting married. And we were both invited to the bachelor and bachelorette parties, uh, respectively. What happened at your party? And I'll tell you what happened at mine. Well, a couple of us, a couple of my friends and I split off from the big group and just had a really intimate and thoughtful conversation for the majority of the night. It was nice and quiet and peaceful. Oh, that's not what happened to my party at all. Uh, I talked with somebody, can't remember who. We also kissed, just for fun. I don't know how Bertrand feels about that. <laughs> I don't know how Bertrand feels about that. <laughs> but it does bring up the question, Priscilla... How many people have you been with before me? <gasps> That's not important. It's in the past. Didn't you forgive me all of my past flirtations already? Aren't we past this, Bertrand? That is exactly the answer that I said Bertrand wanted to hear. Great, then we'll never talk about this again. So, Bertrand, um, is that a party over there? A lot of people seem to be having fun over there and don't seem to mind random people joining in. What do you think? Should we crash the party? No way, we're not invited, and I don't know these people. Yeah, that doesn't bother me too much, but now that you mention it, I'm not really in the mood. I kind of feel a bit down tonight. So Priscilla, I'm not actually sure how to say this, but you're actually my first unconventional relationship. And no, I have no idea what unconventional means. Maybe it's just a, like, we're kind of in relationship limbo, we're giving it a year. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It does not specify. Use your imagination. But yeah, Bertrand, uh, to be honest, I must admit that it does make me a bit nervous. Do you even really know who you are and what you want? Well, I believe so. I think there are still some things I'm trying to figure out, but I don't think that's a problem. Well, you know, in whatever way we are unconventional, it is abundantly obvious just from the looks of us that we are an unconventional couple in some unspecified way. But how are you going to react when we are standing in a queue and a stranger in front of us turns around and says, are you a couple? I would have never guessed people like you could be lovers. Baffled stranger drama. I think I would be too surprised to say much of anything at all in the moment. Well, I'd give him a piece of my mind and I'd say, yeah, things are changing. Luckily, the world has become a more diverse place. Where criminals and advertising managers can be in a committed relationship. We can be out and proud publicly. At least for a year, then we'll see. On a lighter note, we're hanging out with a friend, and the friend confides in us that they've seen something strange, a shadow perhaps, more like a ghost. What should I do? 
That's funny. Perhaps you should check your eyesight. Or your brain. Bertrand, trying to cover for Priscilla's outburst here, is like, Relax, it's just your mind playing tricks on you. It's probably just stress. I need to stop drawing from the serious pile. <laughs> Not liking the possible outcome you're seeing. <laughs> My hand is too serious. So since things are getting a little bit more serious... I invited you to my parents' house, and we got in a huge fight. My mother yelled, I can't believe you have the nerve to come to our house and say something like that. It is completely uncalled for. And then she turns to you and says, and you, are you just going to stand there watching? What do you do? I would side with you, of course. I don't know what this argument was. Well, that's not very gentle of you, but I'm glad that you stuck up for me. Did your mom just really not like hearing about advertising at the dinner table or something? Maybe it has more to do with our, um, unconventional relationship. I'm going to play a secret. So, uh, Bertrand, you've been talking in your sleep lately. And you've said some things. So I know what you've been up to lately, but I'm gonna let it go. We don't have to talk about that now, since you're clearly not ready. Well, good. There's a time and a place for everything, and that time is currently Christmas. And I don't have the energy to discuss other things right now. I love this time of year. We're going to trade scenes again, and the next scene has double satisfaction. You know what I think, Bertrand? I think you should get a tattoo with my name, just so it's really clear how committed you are. Plus, it'll go so nicely with your nose ring. What? No way. I love you and all, but this is not the right way to show it. Fine, then. <laughs> so, Priscilla, what are you thinking about? You know, I'm thinking how I might improve my workout, because you know how much I like to keep lean, and I've heard about this new wild thing called weighted hula hoops, and I'm wondering if I should work it into to my regular regimen. And that scenario concludes chapter two. We're going into the final chapter now, where the only thing available for us to draw is drama scenes. Drums! This Bring it on! This also means that we're going to end up narrowing down our destinies and actually getting to the finale here pretty soon. Do you want to take a little break to kind of recap what's been going on? Because I realize that with no visuals, people can't see the board and where all of our personality shifts have happened. Yeah, absolutely. So right now we each have our individual level of satisfaction. My character is currently sitting at a score of 16 for relationship satisfaction. And Bertrand's at 15, so we're pretty close in that regard. Our personality dimensions are mostly in alignment. We are pretty introverted, pretty disciplined. Bertrand hit heavily on closed-minded and conventional, mostly by just not going out and doing things. The only other big split is in sincerity, where Priscilla is coming off very self-centered and pretentious, and Bertrand is coming off more honest and, and fair. Yeah, that's the only one with a really major split. The other ones tend to align a little bit closer. So yeah, Royce, if you want to step away, I will actually get into specifics of how my character is sitting with my individual traits. So coming into the last round, I'm actually sitting pretty well. My pretentious trait means that I need at least three negative points in sincerity, of which I currently have four. 
So if that doesn't change at all, I am good with that trait. My worrywart trait, I must have a shared total balance of at least five points in sensitivity, which we have exactly five. So if that one doesn't change, I'm good there. The only one I really need to try to work on to meet is the gentleness from my new nurturing trait after my flirtatious trait got wiped away. Because now I need five points in gentleness, and there are currently only three. So the unfortunate thing is, looking at all of the different scenarios in my hand, very few of these actually affect gentleness. So I'm going to hope for a lot of luck in that perhaps Royce will play some cards that my answers can affect that gentleness, because that is the one that's concerning me right now. Okay, so coming into the final chapter of the game, I'm sitting pretty well. All of my trait goals for the game are looking pretty good. If I can end the game with those all complete, that's an extra 15 points of satisfaction. I also have a secret in play right now, which is that Bertrand is currently planning to start a business, maybe to move away from a life of crime, although it will probably start as something like a pawn shop to get rid of the merchandise that he has already that he already has in his possession, and then maybe it will become more legitimate over time. Priscilla's already aware of this because apparently Bertrand talks in his sleep, but she's decided to not call attention to that. I have another secret I'll probably be playing soon, which is a surprise party, which should help get me towards that goal, and will also help both of us in terms of our relationship status if it goes off without a hitch. When it comes to destinies, I don't really know how this is going to shake up. Over the next few rounds, I basically have to decide, are we staying together? If so, in what capacity? Or is Bertrand going his own way? And I'm going to have to kind of guess based off of where the board is at around that point in time. Okay, chapter three. What are you willing to sacrifice? Well, not our sense of self. We already established that. We already established that. Things get rough. What are you willing to sacrifice? A. I will change who I am for you. B. Your happiness is more important than mine. Or C. I will sacrifice something, I guess. <laughs> this is a tough one. This is a really tough one. I'm looking at all these destinies and I'm like, ooh, how are we going to be able to meet any of these? <laughs> oh, okay. Aw, oh, we both think that the other's happiness is more important than our own. Mm-hmm. Aw, goes the audience. That was definitely the game theory answer. What is that, the prisoner's dilemma? Yes! <laughs> Based off of the options, basically, if we both chose that one, it would have been the best option. And if we didn't, it would have been the worst option for both of us. I'm gonna play a secret card. What a coincidence. I'm also going to play a secret card. You know, I kind of feel like you're keeping some secrets from me. So I started browsing some of your texts, and uh, what did I learn? Oh, you must have seen those texts with Steve. He owns some property in a shopping district. I'm trying to rent out a small space to sell off some of the merchandise I've acquired over the years. I'm thinking maybe it can be a transition into a more legitimate business. So you're starting a business? Is that what all of your sleep talking has been about? Sleep talking? Yes, you've been talking in your sleep. Now it all makes sense. Oh, so you already knew then. I have my hunches. 
You know, I really wish you would have told me so we could talk this out because I just don't think it's a good idea. We need a little more time together in, in our relationship to see what this is before venturing on a big project like this, don't you think? I'm just worried about what this will do to us. Yeah, fencing all this stuff could take up quite a bit of time. Maybe I should wait a bit. Circle back on this after the year's up. Yeah, we'll give it a year. So Priscilla, I just got off the phone. My best friend died. I just don't know what to do. I feel like I have a huge hole in my stomach. Oh my god, Bertrand. I am so, so sorry. I just, I can't even imagine how sad you must be. Here, come, bring it in. <laughs> let, let me hold you. <laughs> Look at how gentle of a response that was in the face of your friend's death. I kind of expected you to be like, I never heard of him. <laughs> Why don't I know about this friend? <laughs> yeah, you've been going through my texts. Why didn't I see any texts from him? Was he really your How best friend? How many more secrets are you hiding from me, Bertrand? This is why it's good to give it a year. I'm going to play another secret. Ooh. Yeah. What's, what's Priscilla up to? What's she hiding? Bertrand is going to find a letter written to himself, from himself, that says, Dear me, if you're reading this, you have done something you shouldn't have. Don't worry, you're still me. Don't let all your, my, actions encumber you too much. Remember, live and forget, don't live and regret. Or, as Jack London once wrote, to be able to forget means sanity. And I'm going to clear off all of these close-minded, conventional traits of mine. Wow. Turn over a new leaf. It's more like going back to your old self. I mean, you've got the nose ring. Mm -hmm. You're a criminal. Yeah, I lost my way for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to play another secret card. <laughs> Whoa, Priscilla. <laughs> you've been playing an awful lot of secrets. And I can see here that during the course of our relationship, you've been a little insincere, a little deceitful at times. So I found this brilliant self-help book. <laughs> is That's perfect for an advertising manager. Is negative sincerity one of your traits? Yep. Can you discard it? Oh, how dare! <laughs> I said I wouldn't change for you, Bertrand. Yes, I'm pretentious. <laughs> This late of a game, I'm getting another brand new trait. Uh-huh. When I was just... Okay. <sighs> Bertrand, get out. <laughs> <laughs> I need to talk to my friends about what you made me do. Y'all, this is a bunch of nonsense. <laughs> so... I told you at the top of this round, gentleness was the one thing I needed, and I finally got up there. So all of my traits were covered. I just needed to hold them all down. And now, playing this card has wiped clean my pretentious trait. And what I just drew is fun-loving. Cheerful, energetic, and likes to have a good time. Which has... Requires five points in extroversion, which was exactly what my flirtation needed before that <laughs> got wiped. So I can tell from the way Royce is playing that uh, introversion is something that is needed for Bertrand because there are five points total negative on the extroversion scale right now. So there's no way that I am going to be able to make all of that up. 
So, hmm, well, maybe I'll mess with one of Bertrand's traits. I think I have a card that'll do that, so. Game on! So listen, darling, we need to have a very serious conversation. Are you introverted? Yes. No, you're not. Fix yourself! Who withdrawn is what you were. Yeah, so listen, I changed my flirtatious habits because of you. And that still wasn't enough. You just keep kept pressing and pressing. And I'm going to need you to give a little bit here if this is going to work. So try to step out of the box a little bit. Break out of your shell. Talk to a human for once in your life. That isn't me. Go away for a moment. Or plug your ears. I'm not listening. La, la, la. Okay, so this is how the final chapter is going to be, I guess. It's just us going back and forth, completely changing our characters right before the finale. We have three scenarios left, and then it's over. <laughs> So there's almost no chance to reconfigure these personality traits. I had to just discard one of my two identical introverted traits, so I still have one of those. What I drew was irresponsible, which is completely in character, but does not fit what the board has said because I've had very few choices that deal with discipline. So I'm probably just going to try to swap that out and hope I get lucky. Well, Priscilla, you are right. I have been asking a lot of you in this relationship, and after you brought it to my attention, I went ahead and scheduled an appointment with a psychologist. So I've been working on myself a little bit. And with that, I'm going to change the trait that you just made me draw into a new trait. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I guess I'll just leave again. Okay, so that didn't work. I traded out irresponsibility for being a perfectionist, which is the exact same personality dimension flipped in the opposite direction. Instead of being undisciplined, it's extremely disciplined, and I definitely don't have that one covered. So we'll see. We're down to the final two scenes. It's the final countdown. Oh, I forgot I was supposed to be squeaky. There's no way. <laughs> Man, where do I go from here? Yeah, we haven't really played any decision scenarios. It's just been secrets and forced personality changes. Oh, and my best friend died. No, no, I, Priscilla feels like she's really needed to give a lot here, and she's not getting a lot in return. I went to therapy. Took you long enough. It's been less than a year. Fix yourself, Bertrand! Well, Bertrand, now that you're going to therapy, and I trust that you're working on yourself, where should we live? Let's have that discussion right now, why don't we? Really liking the quiet of the suburbs. See, but I want to be downtown close to everything. No match. We are not moving in together just yet. So, my aunt is coming to town. She would never approve of us. She hates advertising. Should we tell her that we're just friends? I know this is difficult for you, but we really need to tell her. Let's just tell her in a very calm way when she's down here. I know a lot of people are terrified of advertising managers, but I think when she gets to know me, maybe she'll warm up, you know? And that was the final scene. Now we go into the finale. The moment of truth. The year has passed. Now it's time to decide. Will you stay together? We both select a destiny before we proceed. Okay, reveal destinies. Well, call me Pat Benatar because I'm a heartbreaker. I'm breaking up with you because that's what I do. 
I attempted to go with unconditional love, staying in the relationship, but assuming that you were going to be happier in the relationship than I was. Sucks for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's resolve the rest of this. If you have any secrets at play, let's reveal them. I have one. It was a surprise party that I had arranged. That's plus four for both of us. Now, you have many, many secrets. I have many secrets. The first secret is that uh, you forgot our anniversary. How is that a secret? Because you weren't listening to me when I said, Honey, dear, please don't forget our anniversary. Are you listening to me? Clearly you weren't listening to me because you forgot our anniversary, and that's why I am breaking up with you on this, our anniversary. I get minus two satisfaction because you forgot our anniversary. However, being the heartbreaker I am, I had, I had just a casual fling with somebody, but the sex was good, but you didn't find out. So I get plus three more satisfaction. And then that casual fling was so good that I thought maybe I would up my cheating game and I actually slept with your best friend. Well, my best friend died. <laughs> yep, he sure <laughs> did. Before or after? I plead the fifth. I was really convincing when I was helping you through that uh, grieving process when I was so gentle with you, wasn't I? Yeah, you acted like you didn't know him at all. I knew him in a way that you would, you never would. But you didn't find out about us cheating because he died. So I get plus three more satisfaction in our relationship. You know, he, he really wanted to tell you at a certain point. He felt how, guilty. Just how did he die? What do I look like, a coroner? Okay, so now the fun part, personality traits. <laughs> so I, I was a, at the beginning of this game, I was a spiritual, task-oriented, withdrawn criminal. <laughs> Good. And as you can see here, withdrawn and task-oriented are identical, mm. and they both required a negative five total, which was we had for most of the game until you slipped this back at on the very last scene of the game. So... Okay, that was your own damn fault, though, because the only trait I've kept this whole game is that I'm a worrywart, so I need a plus five to my sensitivity. When I originally had flirtatious, that was like plus five to extroversion. You got rid of that in favor of nurturing, which changed that to five gentleness. But then you got rid of my pretentiousness, which gave me fun-loving. So mm. I once again needed five extroversion in the last round. How dare from, you? I went from being withdrawn to being irresponsible <laughs> to being a perfectionist. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I failed two of my goals and I succeeded in one. I actually achieved spiritual enlightenment, which was what I set out to do in the beginning, but I failed at my introversion, at my group introversion. So that's going to total a negative one for me. What I almost had everything I needed when you made me change that last personality trait. Mm-hmm. How dare? <laughs> I was set until the very end, too. So how did you do on your three traits? I made my nurturing goal with five gentleness. I made my worry wart goal with five sensitivity. And I, I didn't get a single point in extroversion for my fun loving. <laughs> okay, so you get a plus seven overall. Now, my destiny is already shattered because we are no longer in a relationship. Did you meet your goal? Oh, your goal was easy. Yes, so I fulfill the heartbreaker condition if I had at least four in lack of sincerity, which I did from my previous personality trait, which you tried to wipe, and if my partner's satisfaction is 15 or less, and that they did not want to break up with me. 
Oh, I didn't read that part. You just barely got it then. Because my satisfaction is 15. Yeah. Success. Success! I broke your heart, Bertrand. That's what you get for trying to change who I am. Priscilla changes for no man. Not even a well-dressed criminal with a nose ring. So the first couple of times we played this, it seemed like success was fairly easy. In the more complicated games, it is difficult. There were a lot more things that I feel lowered the overall relationship satisfaction based on answers that were just, like, completely unavoidable. <laughs> right, and there was a lot of things in my hand that I was trying to avoid playing because it would have too drastic of a change on things that were already established, or it would affect things in unpredictable ways. Yeah, that was fun. That was <laughs> that was really interesting. I wondered where you were going with all of those secrets. That is not what I expected. I just had nothing that would have served me to play because I was so close to getting all of my individual goals already <laughs> that I was being very wary of those. And when I was originally had my pretentious, both of the cheating ones decrease sincerity, so those were also going to be kind of my failsafe for if those got revealed. <laughs> and then with the the chance of different cards coming about where you could reveal a secret, I wanted a safer, more wholesome secret so that I wouldn't just be like, I cheated on you and you found out. So, I, so I, that's why I also played the don't forget our anniversary, because if you would have revealed that secret, that would have signified you listening to me and remembering. So that would have actually been a positive to reveal. I don't know. I think I might have had one reveal a secret card the entire game. I think I started with it, mm. and I either discarded it or traded it to you. I don't remember which. Well, cool. That was a lot of fun. I, I hope all of you listening <laughs> enjoyed that. It's such a silly game. It's so interesting because you can kind of recognize some of the rom-com tropes in here. There are some special scenes that are included in some scenarios like rushing to catch a flight before it leaves or... Classic. I think some of the... We don't have any of the expansions, but I think some of the expansions get a little out there. One of them, I think, is paranormal romance. <gasps> paranormal romance. See, th this this is interesting. So we, we've got a few more scenarios in this game that we have just never played before. So if you guys like this, I mean, tweet at us, let us know, comment if you're listening to this on YouTube, because, you know, down the road, a few weeks from now, we might pop the game out and play it again with a different scenario. So if you guys like this game, maybe we'll play a couple of different rounds. Yeah, the expansions are Paranormal Romance... Mismatched love and trouble with the in-laws. Trouble with the in-laws. We only got a little teeny tiny taste of that this time. So yeah, I think that's about all there is for today. I hope you all enjoyed the saga of Bertrand and Priscilla. And hey, let us know if there are any other games you'd like to hear us play through. But until then, we will just see you guys next time. Goodbye. <laughs>